Greetings, welcome to the second installment of my podcast, The K-Bomb. It's all about me and my experiences with cancer, what you can expect from chemotherapy and radiotherapy, and the whole story of how I got from uh, having a sense of malaise to hospital and surgery and all the rest. This is the second episode all about the hospital experiences. So this uh, might gross a lot of people out. Uh, I still think it's important to talk about it, so uh, people aren't too scared of getting the surgery and all that. Uh, so in my case, I want to talk about the admittance part, and then the pre-surgery fun, and then the surgery, and then a bit of post-surgery fun. Uh, so at this stage, when I was admitted, I still had no idea that I had cancer. As I said in a previous episode, I had a few symptoms that I was walking around with, namely a bit of swelling, and it looked like I was picking up weight. Meanwhile, it was just swelling from uh, what was wrong with me. And uh, out of the blue, I was on leave, and about the second day of my leave, now with all my fun personal projects and things planned and a whole bunch of stuff I want to do, very excited about not having to work for a while, uh, two days into my leave, my stomach starts aching like bad, really, really bad. That didn't stop me from going out a few times and uh, going to a wine tasting and uh, going out uh, for a few beers with the work colleagues. But strangely enough, both of us had a stomach that wasn't like at that stage. But it turns out this was something else. And uh, day two into my leave, stomach swelling aching really bad next day not much better day after that not much better actually much worse so at this stage i decided you know what if this carries on another day i'm gonna have to see a doctor so it did carry on for another day i eventually went to see a doctor got some great doctors uh, at this uh, place close to my house it's usually a a young uh, lady doctor and they're very, very good because they're all jacked up with the latest research. And uh, yeah, I really like going there. Also, every time I go there, there's a different doctor because to give you an idea of how often I really get sick, I don't actually get sick at all. So this whole surgery thing and admittance into hospital is all brand new to me, as well as uh, going to the hospital now every couple of weeks for chemo and all that. I've seen a lot of hospital now. <laughs> so they admitted to the hospital. Uh, went to the doctor. The doctor uh, looked at me, I told her what my symptoms are, and she looked at my stomach and she said, well, swollen stomach like that, that's never good. So that obviously that comforted me quite a bit. <laughs> so she said, no, we're going to have to take x-rays and see what's wrong there. I said, great, let's do that. Went for the x-rays, x-rays came back, and the radiologist uh, said, listen, uh, this guy's got something there stuck in his colon, he's going to have to uh, get surgery. So the doctor referred me to a surgeon. I went to the surgeon. The surgeon looked me up and down. He said, how old are you? And profiled me. And uh, like I told you in the previous episode, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I eat well. Take care of myself. And uh, and then my vices are pizza and beer pretty much. And also 12-year-old whiskey. Mm, mm, mm. Whiskey old enough to buy its own whiskey. That's even better. But uh, at the surgeon's office, he said, no, you're too young. You're in too great shape it can't be what i think it is because usually when you get a constricted colon like i had it's a side effect from previous surgeries and i haven't had any other surgery ever happening to me so in theory it's impossible for me to uh, 
That was this kind of thing that they saw on the x-ray. So he told me to go home with some bricklacks and some laxative and just to take a whole bunch of that. But if it gets worse, I must go to the emergency ward immediately. So I said, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, got the, all the laxatives, went home. Laxatives didn't do much for me. Uh, and then about three o'clock in the morning, I was feverish and hallucinating. I didn't have a clue what's going on. And I'm typing up emails <laughs> with one finger and I uh, tried to get hold of my brother because uh, my brother lives very close to me asking him what time he gets up if he could please take me to hospital because I don't think I can drive down the road to the hospital the hospital's just down the road from me and uh, he showed up and took me to the hospital fortunately he signed me in there and before I knew it I had tubes coming out the zoo and I had a drip in me and I had a tube up my nose and I had yeah, a whole bunch of tubes in and out now these people are trying to find out what's wrong with me so pre-surgery what they want to find out now is how necessary is the surgery. So I was there in hospital for a couple of days on a liquid diet, and they want to see if my colon gets less constricted. So, you know, my exodol starts working again. Uh, ended up not working so well for a couple of days, but uh, now I'm sitting there looking like a pregnant woman because my stomach is really swollen. It looks like I'm about to give birth. And this thing called peristalsis that's supposed to shove the food out of your exit hole that's not going anywhere so my whole stomach was vibrating and it sounded like a barracuda like a creepy crawly in the in a swimming pool imagine that coming from inside you and you can't sleep at night because you just hear this in your ears the whole time it's good 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 and yeah not a lot of fun and intense pain a lot a lot of pain they didn't give me morphine at this stage and eventually it was determined that I'm going to have to get surgery and a couple of more tubes in me later and a couple of more tests. Uh, I went for the surgery. Surgery was successful, came out of there. Now I had tubes, even more tubes, and I had a another drip going straight into an aorta somewhere. And all of these things were stapled in with titanium staples, which I thought was pretty cool. That was pretty metal. And... Uh, my arms were all bruised from all the needles and things. It looked like I was doing my Dave Gahan Depeche Mode impersonation all the time. Uh, that was not a lot of fun. But the surgery was successful and it did the job. And then after the surgery, I still spent a couple of days in the hospital. And now I didn't have my phone with me. They, Good thinking, they take your phone away from you so you don't embarrass yourself on all the social medias and things. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people were worried about me at that stage. So I couldn't let them know what was going on. But it's also for the best that uh, yeah a couple of days later I could get in touch with all my loved ones and tell them I'm okay and I don't need to worry and that's pretty much what happened with the hospital I can't really give you much tips there that's one of the first major surgeries I've ever had but in my case it was pretty much like a, getting a cesarean section and not the fun one because you get very neat ones apparently now mine, because of the swelling, they had to chop me up open, so I've got a massive scar, which <laughs> it, it healed quite well, I must say. But uh, apparently I'm going to have to walk around for at least a year with my inside still healing. I'm feeling much better now. Uh, it took quite a while for my stomach to settle down and for my colon to adapt and everything, but all in all, surgery was successful, not too many complications. Had morphine a few nights, and I really was tripping balls i had no clue where i was and who i was and what was happening and even when they told me i had cancer it was a 
bit of a, yeah, okay then. I didn't really know what to expect. And then they sent a psychologist to me, which to me is like, all right, dude, I would rather find out about cancer, not about my mental state. Um, yeah, I view psychology as a bit of a pseudoscience and that hasn't changed much, but different people disagree with me, especially people who have benefited from therapy and all that. But uh, to me, it was a bit like the last person I want to see right now is a psychologist. I want to see somebody who knows about cancer and you know, tell me about that. But yeah, I suppose they're just doing their jobs. So yeah, all in all, successful surgery, ended up in hospital, had the surgery done, and then uh, was very lucky when I could go home after a bit of physiotherapy and all that. They were so surprised there because most of the people getting surgery are older people and they're not very keen on getting up and walking around. And the physiotherapists are usually these, these tiny little girls. So this one morning, this girl woke me, she's like, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm your physiotherapist. Do you like to go for a walk? And the look on her face just said, this guy looks completely fucked. I don't think he's going to get up. And uh, she wasn't very surprised when I popped up. I said, yeah, let's walk, let's walk. And I only walked like across the room. But uh, getting back to my bed, I also listen, can I just do this little walk again? Just over there and back, please. She said, yeah, no, she'll help me. That's cool. So can you imagine that being in bed for so long? I was in bed for about a week, lying flat on my back with my stomach swollen, uh, getting that full pregnancy experience, but only for a week at least, not for nine months. And then, yeah, it was just such a relief to walk around for a bit, get my legs moving. Yeah, great. And then I was out of the hospital. Yeah. That's about all for this episode. Next episode, we'll talk about the diagnosis and the trauma and all that I went through with the cancer. This episode's all about my hospital experiences and how I got the surgery and everything. So yeah, until next time, love and rockets. <laughs>